are the Skullcrawlers. My name is Oren Ponkilla, and this is... Carrie Thomas Cody. And this is our show, Spin Disbelief, where each week we'll dive into a new topic, discussing various spooky subject matter, such as Native American lore, cryptozoology, what might be considered conspiracies, and just in general things that keep us up at night. Yeah, the, the, the dark mysteries of the universe, for sure. Yeah, so put on your brown pants and join <laughs> us as we suspend disbelief. Yes, uh, welcome. Uh, so uh, we're moving um, a little f- further away from just short films, and we're doing a little YouTube show slash podcast or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, where we just kind of... Slash multimedia experience. Yeah, multimedia experience. Um, yep. And yeah, we just, I don't know, we just want to tell some stories. Uh, as Native Americans, as, as Indians, we, yeah, we just have a deep root in storytelling. It's mm. the most primitive form of um, entertainment. And it's just one of our favorite things to do is tell each other spooky things and learn about spooky stuff. And so we want to share that with everybody. And, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited. And so this episode is all about Indian ghost stories. And, um, like Warren said, I hope you wear your brown pants because, <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to give you some nightmares and also teach you about our culture in different ways and kind of, you know, explain why we believe things, certain things in the way that they are. And when also we're scared of certain things like owls and yeah. whistling at night. Where yeah. You might think it's like, oh, why? But like, mm-hmm. we're like, no, that's yeah. Terrifying. As, as natives, like we're super uh, spiritual and also superstitious people as well. Um, but there are a lot of reasons to that. A lot of things, a lot of reasons that we, you know, it's, it's hard to explain. But also, like even things that we don't really understand, um, we're we're learning more about our cultures all the time, mm. diving into that t- type of thing. And yeah, uh, we want to share with all of that stuff. And as well as just telling stories, we want to, um, you know, just talk about other spooky things that are going on in the world. Mm. Um, but also, I don't know, provide new information, uh, new findings on like Bigfoot or, I don't know, Skinwalkers. Or UAPs. Yeah, UAPs. That's a big one. We love, yeah. we love those. Mm. Uh, and stuff like that. So, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to be hanging out, and I'm going to tell Oren some ghost stories. Yeah, and I'm going to be frightened by these ghost stories. Yes, and so will you. <laughs> All right, so this first story is a personal story of mine. And uh, I'm going to have to do a little backstory on this one because um, it'll kind of set up the, the story here. So in 2019... Um, me and my dad, my brothers, my uncles, we all went to this, uh, powwow called the Kaiwa Gord clan. And we, we like to dance every year. Uh, it's in the 4th of July weekend. We just did it this past weekend and it gets real hot. Um, and we do it to honor our people, to dance for our ancestors. Uh, it's a really big deal. It's a lot of fun. It's also very hot. It's very hard work. And in 2019, we did exactly that. We went and danced for three days straight, and um, you know we had a we had a rough experience. So after we got back from the powwow, um, it was 
either the night or the second night after I got back, and I had this really bad sleep paralysis um, fit. Have you ever had sleep paralysis, Warren? Yes, it's frightening. It's terrifying. What was your experience like? My experience was I was asleep, and I woke up, like eyes just like shot open, and I wanted to scream, and I couldn't. So I just remember like making like, I was like not able to scream and like mm-hmm. just being like still. It was like the weirdest experience. Yeah, I never saw anything because I know when people have like sleep paralysis, they see like figures or dark, shadowy, you know, mm-hmm. humanoid shapes. I never saw any of that. Well, consider yourself lucky. Uh, I've I've had sleep paralysis a handful of times in my life, and you kind of grow to accept it, but also you kind of get better at it. Um, because those first couple times that you have sleep paralysis, you kind of, you, you stress out so bad mm-hmm. and you start panicking and then yeah. you panic, you make it worse. You start to, um, see, see and hear more things mm-hmm. as you get more and more scared and you can't call out for help or anything like that. Cause you're, you know, you, nothing comes out. Yeah. Um, you can't move. All you can do is open your eyes and you're just, you know, crying for help. You yeah. know, you're, you're praying, you're calling out for Jesus. You're doing whatever, you know, just to try to wake up. Mm. And I got really good at it because, um, you know, first thing I know is like, okay, I'm having sleep paralysis. So don't open your eyes because a lot of times when you open your eyes, that's when you start seeing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you start from there, you start like wiggling your toe, um, wiggle your big toe. Yeah, wiggle your big toe. <laughs> um, and from there, like you slowly start like working up your body, and mm. where you, you like you feel like you're awake. And um, but sometimes you just go back to sleep, and you kind of forget that you even had it. Yeah. But this experience was right after the powwow in 2019. We got back, and um, again, I'd had sleep paralysis multiple times in my life, mm. and I was th- was thought like thought that I was getting better at it. Mm. And, um, I remember sleeping with my back against like the, the, like the, the door and my wife, Sarah was on this end and I like had my arm around her <clears throat> and, um, yeah, had sleep paralysis and it's probably about five or six in the morning. So it was like a little bit of sunlight up and I hear like the front door open and that's when I realized I couldn't move. And after that, I heard like footsteps, like, but it, not just footsteps, but like somebody was wearing cowboy boots in my house and we had wood floors. Okay. And so just th- every step just echoed throughout yeah, the yeah, house yeah. and it was slow, daunting steps, um, which is just a new experience for me because yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. like heard anything when I had sleep paralysis. Ah, okay. So this is a whole new experience, but I was, I was like, okay, so just don't open your eyes. You won't experience anything. But no, this time whatever it was ghost demon whatever you believe was like oh you're not gonna open your eyes i'll scare you a different way so i hear these footsteps and i just hear like a slow like a all throughout my house until it gets closer and closer to my bedroom and um and i remember hearing the door open and that's what i'm freaking out the most Mm. trying to just like wake up and just like praying and doing whatever to wake up <clears throat> and then all of a sudden this spirit or whatever it is just disappears and I can like feel like a sense of like peace just flow over my body, yeah. which is very strange. Um, 
And that's when you wet the bed. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I, I mean, I peed the whole time. Uh, so, that year in 2019, mm. um, we had a very close family friend who passed away a couple of months before the powwow. And in native culture, um, I can't speak for all tribes, but in our tribe, the Kiowas and a lot of other tribes that I know of, if a family member dies or a loved one, then you have to cut your hair and you have to take a break from dancing at powwows for mm-hmm. at least a year to symbolize healing and growth uh, and mourning for the, for, for a whole period of mourning. Mm-hmm. And um, technically she wasn't blood. <clears throat> and so we never really talked about it, but we ended up dancing anyway. And um, that year, the powwow, I had the worst back pain of my life. My regalia started falling apart literally started falling apart as I was dancing. Mm. And I was like, this can't be a good sign. Yeah. And I was just mad that I was there. I was like, why are we doing this? Mm. Um, and so after my, the second piece of regalia fell apart and there were beads all over the powwow ground, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done for this trip. Yeah. I'm done for the weekend. And I just put all of my broken regalia in a box and I put it in my laundry room on my washing machine and I just left it there. And that night, when that happened, um, <clears throat> I went out, I guess the next morning, I went out to our laundry room, mm-hmm. and like my regalia was kind of like thrown around the room. Very strange. No. Yeah. No. I know, no. it was real freaky. No. I don't know. It was very strange. But to make it even more strange, um, I... When when that presence stepped into my room, it felt like, like I could hear, like physically hear, um, like my dad's voice. Mm-hmm. And when we were teenagers, he'd wake us up um, around like six in the morning, and he would, we, me and my brothers would pray for our family, and he would always end the prayers in the same way, and he would end them by saying uh, this uh, verse from Joshua, that was, I think it said something along the lines of. Um, let others serve who they may serve, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I audibly heard his voice in my room when that spirit stepped into my room. Like his prayer somehow like protected us. Yeah. It was very strange. And then that's when I felt that sense of peace just like kind of flow through my body. And then that spirit was gone. And I remember texting my dad that day. I was like, hey, were you praying around this time? And he wasn't. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so that would have been too weird yeah, if that was the too, case. Too coincidental. Yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah, too coincidental. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, that makes me think, like, I don't know. Like, what if his prayers and stuff like that mm. all those years ago, um, you know, still protected us? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very strange. Very strange that all of those things happened, that my regalia, like, my, my eagle fan... Um, my clothes and stuff like that were just like tossed around the room mm-hmm. and that door wasn't locked so somebody could have broken in there and like not stolen anything but just messed everything up yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but only my regalia yeah. um, or maybe a cat or a raccoon or something like that yeah, I don't know sure. it's yeah. completely possible yeah. also good you know not to discredit anything but like uh, like you said like you heard that prayer every morning so like maybe like in the back of your mind, that's like a calming oh, like, yeah, trigger a, thing. Yeah, you're exactly you're right. Like, yeah. You know, maybe you're it was just in re- me all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe like, you know, in that moment, your subconscious like just like triggered that mm. and you're like, felt better immediately. It's, because, complete, yeah, it's yeah. completely possible. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. It was so eerie, and I didn't really tell a whole lot of people. But it was, for me, in my opinion, um, just the way that I felt, it was 100% a, like a paranormal experience. Mm. And that it wasn't just nothing, you know. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the timing of it all, like right after the powwow, after, you know, our family friend died. Like it's all two points. Yeah, all the back pain, yeah. all of my regalia falling apart, the sleep paralysis happening, and then the regalia being thrown around. Yeah. Like all of it was just, I don't know. Um, but we shouldn't have danced that year. And mm. I told my brothers and my dad that we shouldn't have danced that year. Yeah. It was a mistake. And because we should have respected our family friend and mm. not danced out of you know, out of mourning because we were still mourning. She was yeah. very important to us, even though she wasn't blood related. So yeah, that's my, uh, paranormal ghost experience. That's pretty um, spooky. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. Sleep paralysis sucks, man. I yeah. Hope that, you know, I never have to deal with it again, but I probably will. It's yeah. just kind of how it goes. I've never, okay. So kind of tangentially really to that. I've never experienced like a shadow person or like seeing anything like that. But my sister has a story, like, when she was a kid, mm. when, like, my grandma's house, and, like, she, like, kind of lives in the middle of nowhere and, like, whatever, but she has, like, this long hallway, mm. and my sister remembers seeing, like, a person at the end of the hallway, and, like, just, like, sitting, like, sitting on a desk, and they have, like, a mm. wide brim hat, mm-hmm. and they got red eyes, and that's, she remembers, like, seeing, like, a shadow person, and I remember looking this up recently, yeah. that that image of like a wide brim hat person, mm-hmm. shadow person, red eyes. That's a common thing. People witness or see. That's so freaky. Dude. That is freaky. Like, yeah, don't they call him like the hat man or something, something like, like that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that is a common thing among like, I think either sleep paralysis or like shadow person, like events. That's kind of looks like that neighborhood watch guy. Yeah. You know, okay. on the side. <laughs> Maybe that's him. The Maybe, he's just, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just watching the neighborhood <laughs> as a spirit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thing that's wild, mm. uh, yeah. I the first time I had sleep paralysis, I definitely saw shadows in my room, and uh, that 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 story is is too long to tell. But I remember freaking out, and I saw the sh- saw the shadows in my room. And they like walked up to my bed, mm. and then I closed my eyes, and then like in my head, I was in hell. And so like mm. I saw like their demon faces standing oh, over wow. me, like tormenting me. And then I opened them and I'd be in my room and I see like my posters and stuff uh, like that. And it would just be shadows. And I close them again and I would see like, you know, the flames and yeah. whatever else. Like the That's you know nuts. Yes, dude. And I saw their demon faces. I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yes, that. I hate that. Yes. Yeah. We'll throw that out, picture out of that. Oh really? Yeah. If no you way. Have this story ruined? Watch it because it's really like they got a bunch of people that should mm. be on a documentary. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some person that's yeah. It's but no. It's I've heard that story. Yeah. Countless times. Mm. Like I have two friends that I could name right now that have both come to me with their stories about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, creepy. It's very. Cool. It's yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole episode on Shadow People because I listened to this Art Bell, um, this old radio, mm. um, I guess, I don't know, not a podcast, but like... No, it was like... Yeah, this was back yeah, in like the Art 90s. Bell, yeah, 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 Art Bell, he would just, you know, do Anybody the talk radio. Anybody talk about anything, yeah. And he talked about, uh, yeah, Shadow People, and it was one of the most like scary things I've ever heard. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to talk about Shadow People yeah, more. for sure. 
All right, so moving on to uh, the next topic over here. Coast to coast. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, coast to coast. That's right. Okay, so sticking with the ghost story theme, I've got an, a story from my uncle Frank, who I talked to him this past weekend at the powwow, and he's a he's a real cool dude. He's hundred percent Kiowa, and he's he's you know just sounds it. Mm. His whole accent, every like, every like all of his demeanor is just like you know just complete planes in the old school man. Yeah, yeah old school you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. he he'll he'll mix in like kiowa words with his english and so you're just gonna have to like you know listen and be like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. so it's, it's real cool hearing stories from him but it's kind of like um almost hard to keep up especially if you're not kiowa like i can pick up on words here and there and stuff mm. but um he told me this story is really interesting and um he was in his early 20s is going to college he was in in Denver at this art institute and um, he had this big like final project that was going to be due at the end of the semester and this final project um, he had to like draw like I think it was ink on paper Mm. um, a certain object that he got to choose in four different styles and so um, he used to ride horses a lot when he was Mm. kids him and his like siblings were kids and stuff like that and they'd play you know cowboys and indians on actual horseback like riding bareback yeah man this guy is like for real like native you know like you just ride horses around like with his like as kids Mm. man that's freaking cool like pushing each other off horses and stuff (laughs) so the horse is a very uh you know a personal thing for him so Mm. he chose the horse and um him and his roommate were like big uh like partiers and so yeah, they would like yeah. drink and they would do all the drugs um weed they do lsd nice. acid nice. like all that fun stuff you yeah. know i've never <laughs> done that before but uh i'm sure it's real fun <laughs> and uh so he kind of procrastinated towards the end of that like the semester mm-hmm. and towards the end he was like oh crap i really need to get working on this and so one thing that he would do to um, to focus as he would go on walks either like late at night or in the middle of the night or yeah. early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so he's in the middle of Denver, like the middle of the city. And so he goes on a, on this, this walk and on this middle, middle of this trail, this sidewalk is this owl perched in the middle of the sidewalk. Nope. Nope. And, um, for, for the listeners, um, to understand like what an owl means, um, they can mean like two different things. It could be a messenger, um, a harbinger of death, where it's just telling you like, hey, a family member is going to die soon or has died. Or they could be like a trickster. They could be mm. playing with you. They could be messing with you. Uh, and Or actually, I, if you want to read that article and kind of explain a little bit more about yeah. owls, that would be great. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Seven Scariest Creatures from Native American Folklore, written by Natasha Ishak. It's published uh, a couple years ago. Uh, but about owls. Mm. Uh, owls hold significant meaning in Native American cultures, and many tribes have their own myths related to these mysterious nocturnal birds. The Yakima, who live at the border between what is now Washington and Oregon states, say that the Tatsaklea were giant owl witches who once roamed the plains at night looking for people to devour 
and they most enjoyed feasting on children and could mimic the languages of the tribes to lure victims. Um, that's very common among a lot of different Native mm-hmm. American tribes. Yeah. Uh, the owl, let's see, they're, I can find that. they're usually, usually like a, uh, either a shape-shifting being or they're mm-hmm. just like steal children or hunt men or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the Seminole, they believe in the skin, the skinny. Which are owl beasts that could shift between animal and human form, mm-hmm. and it is believed that their shape shifting abilities come from vomiting out their own souls, blood, and internal organs, which they hang up high in the treetops so they mm. cannot be reached by any man or animal. And Stakini is kind of like you can compare it to the skinwalkers that mm. the Dene believe in, or like many mm. like southwestern tribes sure. believe in. Or like the Wendigo, which is the north northern tribes, mm. they believe in that. But yeah, owls either are like you said, either mm. they're you know omens, mm-hmm. like dangerous omens, or they're just messengers. Yeah. So they're either you know it ranges between sure. different tribes. Yeah, and so so back to my uncle Frank's story, he saw that owl, and he could tell that it, this wasn't like a trickster or like this owl wasn't mm. messing with him. So he immediately knew what happened and that, um, that it, somebody was, somebody was about to die. Mm. And so he went back home and he knew that if he didn't finish this art project, that he was going to fail the class. Mm-hmm. And so he started, um, drawing this horse in the four different styles, which mm. was like, um, realism, abstract, um, surrealism, and you know whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you know really know much about yeah. art per se, but um, like he's definitely a, a talented artist. And so he does mm-hmm. this horse, and he gives it to his roommate to submit it. And um, a police officer shows up at their door, mm. which is strange because he's like, uh what's going on? And he's like, Hey, I need you to call home immediately. Um, there's an emergency. And so he calls back to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and his brother picks up and his brother's like, Hey, uh, grandma died. I need you to come home right now. And, uh, he had a feeling that his grandma was, the, was the one who died. He can just kind of sense it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, he still you know, had to make sure that he finished his project and all of that stuff. And so he gave it to his roommate and he goes back home and on his way down, his uh, so he so he gets there. His dad picks him up from the airport. Is what happened. Mm-hmm. And um, when they're in the car, his dad is like, "Yeah, she died in her hospital room, um, and she didn't speak English at all. So mm-hmm. she only spoke Kiowa. Mm-hmm. And on her deathbed, she she said something in Kiowa, and um, his dad translated it into saying." Like there it is. It's it's the white horse. It's come to take me home. Yeah, and his his art project was a white horse. White horse, of course. Uh, I know. It's real freaky. Uh, yep. Real spooky stuff. That is spooky. Uh, I mean, it's like still like a kind of like a pretty sentiment, you know? Like yeah. he's connected to his family and stuff like that. And it's it's cool to hear a story about an owl that's not that's not like a monster. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not there to eat him or kill yeah, him or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just like there to give him a message, like, yeah. hey, 
Like somebody's gonna die. Yeah, it is what it is. And um, like we like Kiowas, we have lots of stories about owls. And my dad has a handful of stories um, that are just that'll make your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do a whole episode on Stegenies and owls and all this other stuff because yeah. the Comanches they have uh, stories about like a giant owl, like a man-eating owl, who comes and steals kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's real. Yeah, I mean similar yeah. to Stegenie, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the Kiowas, yeah, we just we just believe in owls being like the, you know, like a bad omen, mm-hmm. or if they do show up, then they're there to mess with you or you know, give you like curse you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. So Warren and I actually had a, an owl encounter when we were camping a couple of years ago. Oh man. That was frightening. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. So we were, uh, yeah, we were camping down at my family land, cat Springs. And in the middle of the night, like we hear this, we're, we're sleeping in the same tent. Um, and in the middle of the night, we hear like an owl up in the distance. And we, we, both of our eyes like shot open. Yeah, like, oh, shoot. <laughs> we know this is not a good sign. But sometimes it's just, just an owl, you know? It's not anything bad. And we're like, we're trying to get to sleep. And then we hear, woo-hoo. A little closer, we're like, oh, no. It's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then we hear, woo-hoo. And we can hear it like right above us. And I was like, oh, God, what are you doing? And then I hear another owl. And that they're like communicating. Mm-hmm. Real freaky. No, I heard, okay, that and mm-hmm. i heard them like both of them like right above us like mm-hmm. screams like Ooh. it wasn't like who, who it was like borderline like screaming at yeah. each other well i then i remember after that then like i remember it sounded like somebody was like walking around our tent mm. which is real <laughs> freaky and i remember hearing who who yeah who are they <laughs> no <laughs> that last part was a joke but for real all the other stuff happened it sounded like somebody's walking behind our tent real spooky Man, the woods are a dangerous place, man. Yeah. They're spooky, mm-hmm. for sure, especially on Indian land, man, because you never know what kind of creatures and spirits yeah. are out there, yeah. for sure. Okay, so that was a good second story. Um, where are we at with time? How long are we doing? 27 minutes. Uh, so I've got a couple more stories. And uh, there is a common theme with, I guess, like natives and stuff that uh i mean do you have any stories about like haunted roads or anything like that not really no okay i haven't heard anything gotcha okay so uh here in oklahoma down in the southwest part there's this haunted road um called indian road and it, it goes from carnegie to fort cobb i believe okay and it's in it's in kiowa country mm. and um on this on this haunted road Lots of Indians have been, like, killed there. Like, hitchhiking, um, people will just, like, go off the road and straight up just murder them, like, hit them with their cars, okay. and All then right. drive off. Um, and so, and also, like, tons of, like, drunk driving accidents have mm-hmm. happened. Um, just, like, people driving by themselves, like, no other cars. They'll just, like, be found dead. Yeah. It's, like, crashed in a ditch or something like that. Mm. And so, like, there's this like, spirit of death on this on this road and some indians will straight up just avoid this road completely and go like an hour out of the way yeah, to get to yeah. you know the other town that they need to get to um so on indian road my my dad has this really crazy story and i'd love for him to tell it but i'm just gonna go ahead and give you like a little rundown of mm. it right now um when he was in his 20s he's real gung-ho about christianity yeah 
and um, he was actually we we lived in East Texas, and he was like full time like missionary, like mm-hmm. serving Jesus and all that stuff. Yeah, and um, he felt a real calling to go back home, and I want you to pray over this road, this haunted road, and um, cast out all the demons and stuff like that. And so he feels this real strong calling. And him and um, one of his other ch- church guys, just this, this white guy, they go to, uh, they hop in the car and they drive seven hours and they go all the way to uh, Carnegie, Oklahoma mm. to go to Indian Road. And this, they get there in the middle of the night and um, Dad says, this is, this is where I need to go, right here. And so they stop. And my dad gets out of the car and he looks back in the car and he's like, I need you to, and you just stay in the car, whatever you do, don't look at anything. Wait till I come back. Cause I never, I don't know what you're going to see, mm-hmm. but also please don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he tells, tells the white guy, mm. um, I don't remember his name. I don't think it's really that important. But he says, please, just like, don't leave me. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do what the Lord is telling me to do. Yeah. And um, then we'll come back and we'll go right back home. Mm. So my dad, feeling real strong on the Lord, feeling that Holy Spirit just flowing through his veins. He steps out of the car and starts huffing it down down this gravel, this gravel road. I don't think it's gravel anymore, but in my head it's gravel. Wait. So did they go out at night and do this? They went out night. Yeah. Okay. okay, All right. Yeah. They're sorry. They got there in like, I don't know, like midnight or something like that. They got there like right when like the, you know, the spookiest time of the day. And so he starts hoofing it out in the middle of the road. And, um, he's like, he feels like he, he, okay. So the headlights are on him as he's walking out Mm. to the middle of the road. And he feels, he says, he says he hears God say, stop. This is where I need you to stop. Mm. And so, um, he stops and he like kneels down and he starts praying you know he's got his hand on the bible he's doing the whole thing mm-hmm. and um he's praying for this road to eliminate all the spirits and stuff like that yeah and out of out of his oh, i can't say peripheral vision i guess because his eyes were closed yeah but he could hear on like on each side of the road there was just like uh like fields mm-hmm. and then like fences mm-hmm. so you can kind of imagine this in your head yeah um and he so he hears like somebody walking along the fence line mm-hmm. and he hears this gate open as he's praying in the middle of the night and the eyes are closed because he hears the holy spirit like don't yeah. open your eyes whatever you do don't open your eyes just trust me and so he hears somebody walking in the grass you hear <laughs> and so you hear the, the gate open and he's like okay 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 i'm not gonna freak out just keep praying so he keeps praying and so then he hears, and somebody's stepping onto, onto the road. road. So you can yeah. hear him like stepping onto the concrete. Yeah. And he's like, oh God, please help. So he's, he's praying, he's freaking out. Yeah. And he hears somebody step up right behind him. And so he's like, oh God, please, oh, please God. And so he's praying, he's praying, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit. And he hears somebody like whispering in his ear, but it's like only in like Kiowa or yeah. whatever like native language it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just felt this terrible, like terrible feeling. And then he kept praying and he kept praying and eventually it went away. But before that he started hearing like drums mm-hmm. in the distance. And that's, and that's a thing too with, with natives is that you'll hear phantom drums 
Um, so you'll like think that there's like a powwow in the distance or something mm. like that, but you'll just hear like the doom, 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 yeah. doom, doom, doom. Um, but there's like, you know, no button, there's no powwow. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that also symbolizes that like their spirits are mm-hmm. like evil or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so he hears the drums and he hears someone, you know, speaking in Kiowa in his ear and, um, eventually the thing like gives up and he's steadfast, like with the Lord, he's he got the Holy spirit and stuff like mm. that. And the thing like gives up and you hear it like walk back and then back on the grass and then you hear the gate close again and the person just kind of walk out into the field and he literally like feels the presence like gone, like all the weight off his shoulders, just like, and so he stands up and he walks back to the car and the, the white guy that's, that's in the car is just like white knuckling the steering wheel. Like his mm. eyes are just like <laughs> just wide open. Like mm. he had just seen a ghost yeah. because he had seen a ghost. And my dad didn't ask him what he saw, anything like that. They just, he's like, all right, time to go home. And so they start driving they drive the seven hours through the night back to East Texas. And he said he never saw that, that white guy again. I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not, but I wouldn't be surprised because like, I mean, just imagine, like, having no idea about native culture. You just see that. That's your first thing. You see like, whatever he saw. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first, like, you know, paranormal thing, you uh, know, in his, in his life. I can imagine that it's freaking terrifying. Yeah. Um, so that's Indian Road. Spooky. All right. So moving on to the last thing. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the last thing. Um, did you know that there are Indian clown stories no <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised because i mean indians believe in all sorts of supernatural things but of course they believe in like clown ghosts or spirits or yeah. whatever because why wouldn't they but this past weekend i was talking to my uncle frank i was like i just want to hear some good stories tell me some stories and he's like oh you hear about the clown that's been seen around this area and i was like uh no <laughs> why would i hear about a clown <laughs> Which is terrifying, uh, because clowns are, you know, one of my biggest fears for sure. Thanks to Pennywise, mm-hmm. um, watching the it movie in the nineties yeah. when I was like, you know, seven and, you know, having night terrors because yeah. of it. Um, I'm sure you can relate in some way to different movies like that, oh, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So he's telling me, he's like, yeah, so. Uh, back in the Great Depression, the 1930s, there was um, this carnival that would come through on train, mm-hmm. and they would stop, you know, every couple of hours on this train, and they would set up this carnival in these small towns, and they yeah. did the whole thing. And uh, there was this clown that he would get what my uncle Frank called Ada, which means drunk in mm-hmm. Kiowa. So he'd get Ada, and all of uh, like everybody hated him, all of the guests to the carnival, um, but specifically his like coworkers because they couldn't stand him. He was yeah. a belligerent. Uh, um, he did. He was a clown. He, he was yeah. He was just a clown in general. <laughs> <was a> clown. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So everybody hated this guy. Uh, and this is towards the end of the year, back in the 1930s in southwestern Oklahoma. And um, so they're they're getting ready to leave that next morning, and this clown is passed out he's drunk mm-hmm. he's um just can't be woken up and so they they're fed up with him 
And so they just up and leave the guy. Mm. And so they leave him, and he's still in his clown outfit, yeah. makeup, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, he's got his whiskey bottles all around him and stuff like that. And they and just leave the guy. with three X's on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the three X's on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, so he wakes up, and he's like, oh, where am I? Yeah. And um, sees that. You know, everybody's gone. You know, he's got that John Travolta meme. <laughs> looking around, like, where is everybody? And so he starts walking around town looking for anybody to help. And everybody's freaked out because yeah. there's this clown. But also they know that he sucks as well. And so they're like, we're not trying to help you, guy. Yeah. My guy, we're not trying to help you. <laughs> and so like he walks around and he starts getting sick because he fell asleep. And his clothes were wet. And so yeah. he got he got pneumonia. Mm. And so he starts hitchhiking along this highway, and he's walking around the highway, and he sticks his thumb up as he's walking down, and um, nobody's picking him up. They're just going, yeah. going all the way around him. And the poor guy just, like, walked for miles and miles, like, really sick. Mm-hmm. And he stumbled upon this farm and found this barn and just curled up and died. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just imagine finding this dead clown in your farm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like my worst nightmare, man. <laughs> yeah, he's all curled up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be scary. That'd be super scary. Okay, yeah. so after that, um, apparently people started seeing this like spirit, this ghost of a clown. And um, on Indian Road, apparently at night, sometimes people will be driving and they'll see a clown hitchhiking. Mm-mm. And they'll see a clown just with his thumb sticking out. And they'll... They'll, they'll swerve around the guy, and then another mile, they'll see the same clown. Yeah. They'll mount. And they'll go around him, and they'll, again, another mile. They'll see him just hanging out with his thumb out, smiling at them and stuff. <laughs> and uh, what they, they say, I know, how terrifying is that? And they say uh, if you do see the clown... To not look in your rearview mirror because he'll be in your back seat. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Chills, man. Uh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Uh, apparently, even still to this day, um, like these farmers will be out tending to their fields, you know, yeah. and they'll see a clown out in the distance, like doing somersaults and cartwheels and stuff like that, Speaking doing tricks and trying to get their attention, and he'll like wave and smile at them, and uh. he'll just vanish. Oh yes, dude. No, how no, freaking weird is oh, that? No, no. And so, like, that sounds like super, you know, like far fetched or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so how many people has this story been told to? Mm. Well, I googled it, and sure enough, I found information on it. Uh, okay. So I learned something today uh-huh. from my girlfriend. So you've seen the movie Terrifier about the clown? I haven't seen it yet. No. I know about it. I've heard that's based on a clown who supposedly killed like two kids and that's based in Oklahoma. What? So I don't know if that's the same thing you're about to read, but like, I don't know. Yo! I don't, I I haven't like corroborated this evidence or like read anything about it, but Uh, it's just just, just weird coincidence that you're telling this story. I guess we'll have to do a whole episode on clowns then. I guess so. <laughs> Talk about John Wayne Gacy and <laughs> you know Pennywise, you know. Yeah. All right, so I uh, did my research. Okay. And I found this story on this article um, from IndianCountryToday.com, and um, 
It says, they say a traveling circus came to, the, to our area of Caddo County, Oklahoma, in the early 1900s. This was before trucks were easily available, so the circus group traveled in wagons and camped outside of town. After their performance, the circus group camped a few miles out east of the, of the town beside the river. That's where the death occurred. No one is sure what happened. All they know is that the clown, the clown drowned in the river right there in the woods by Indian Road. <laughs> yeah, they say the clown is still there in the woods. Some people have seen him. My buddy's uncle said he was walking in that area with some friends around dusk. They weren't paying too much attention to their surroundings as they were visiting and laughing while strolling on their way. Something in the woods caught their attention. Maybe a movement, a noise. No one can say what it was. But they all looked in the same direction. What they saw was the clown. He was waving and smiling at them. Mm, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. It said that's what he does. He steps out from behind a tree, smiles, waves, steps back behind the tree so you don't see him for very long. But you know he's somewhere in the woods. Ugh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Another relative said he saw the clown, but he wasn't in the trees. The relative was driving to check uh, one of his old home places in the area. The old home places are family old family homes that no one lives in anymore, but every now and then someone will go out and check on them or temporarily move in mm. in case they need a place to live. Yeah. Um, as a relative and his passengers drove along the dirt road driveway at dusk, they noticed a figure standing on the porch. They were puzzled because there was no car parked anywhere in front of the old home. Getting closer, the driver slammed on the brakes when he could clearly see the figure. It was the clown standing in front of the old home. The clown waved at the drivers and passengers, smiled, turned around, and walked back into the house. Nope, 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 no. No. <laughs> oh, oh chills, man. Uh, so, yeah, that one's a, a little different, you know, like this, the history, I guess, uh, the lore, I guess, rather. Yeah. Um, behind the clown. Mm. Um, I want to choose to believe that, you know, he was drunk because that makes it, you know, a little more believable. Like, you know? like dude in clown makeup just drown yeah or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so maybe he was drunk and then drown and then drown yeah, yeah. you know so maybe it was a little of both yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I mean, the story you said and he woke up and he was wet uh-huh so, yeah, yeah oh see that makes sense yeah. yeah so maybe he fell into the river and yeah, yeah and then he died of pneumonia mm-hmm. uh that that makes a lot of sense for yeah. sure um not even the last clown story Ugh. of the area so before i even heard this story and then yeah. read that one um, a couple of weeks ago, my cousin told me a story from his mom. And in that same area uh, between Carnegie and Apache, Oklahoma, there's this um, house near um, Camp George. It's like a Boy Scout camp. Okay. And um, this whole area is like a hub for the supernatural mm-hmm. and paranormal and all this other stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I personally have a UFO experience that... Oh, it's so strange from that area, and we'll okay. dive into it on our UFO episode. Okay, all right. Um, all right. But very strange experience and mm. whatever. But so they, they lived in this rent house um, over there by the, the Boy Scout camp, mm-hmm. and um, they didn't live there very long. But there was this story, and apparently the people who rented it before, um, they all said the same thing, that you know, they'd be walking around the house, and out of the corner of their eye, they'd see a little clown just like walk from room to room. But they'd look at it, and it'd be gone. 
So just imagine seeing like a little clown out of the peripheral. It was like little, like, I don't know. I don't know how little, but you know, like probably like three, four feet. Okay. I know. (laughs) But you just walk from room to room. Just, I don't know if he's messing with you or playing with you or what, but like they only see him out of the corner of their eye and when they look at him, he'd be gone. Um, But very like eerie experience. So they end up moving out of that house. Um, and I can imagine why. Yeah. And the people who bought it next, um, they were renovating it. They were mm. going to, you know, turn it into a better rent house or whatever. Mm. And um, apparently the contractors that were working, they were, like, renovating and stuff like that. They ended up quitting one day and just leaving because they, they just refused to work in there anymore. Mm. And apparently, like, one day... They walked in, and on the on the countertop of like the kitchen, they see this little clown just sitting on it. No, just doing this. No. And he waves at him. No, and then disappears, like with his feet dangling oh. and stuff like that. And he just vanishes. And they're like, "We're not working here anymore." Suck, dude, <laughs> dude I know. Ugh. Like, why do we gotta have clown stories in our and in, in native stories too, man? I don't even know. But, yeah, that's enough for me. Um. Well, that's gonna do it for uh episode one indian ghost stories thoroughly we'll have to do spooked. another episode i got more stories but we'll okay. save them for later all right yeah all right. i don't know what do you think i'm spooked <laughs> like frightened all the clown stuff i'm like Mm-mm. nope clowns mm-hmm. are just terrifying yeah and imagine it being like a clown ghost yeah that's, you know that's but all <laughs> like in the woods and yeah, stuff like that too yeah. dude Oh, man. Actually, there's more. There's one more story that goes along with that hitchhiking clown. Oh, yeah. And um, Uncle Frank knows this woman personally, and she was driving um, along one of those highways, and he was telling me exactly where it was, but I'm not really super familiar with the mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, you know that road by the cemetery and the church? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So her and her like baby, they were, they were, driving, along, they were driving along that road at night. And um, she sees the clown, mm. and, it's, and it's waving at her and hitchhiking, and she ignores it. And she goes around, and she sees it again, and she starts freaking out. So she ends up turning down one of those gravel roads, and she sees it again. But she's going, like, super slow, giving it just enough time to, like, jump on her car. And she said she could hear it, like, dancing on top of her car. Oh! And she starts driving real fast, no! and then eventually it just stops. Oh, oh, that sucks. oh yeah dude that's way, way too freaking spooky <laughs> right i have to drive home after this <laughs> just don't pick up any hitchhikers uh, man. Uh, i swear if i say clown do. i'm driving or do. Yeah. <laughs> you're like i need another reason to hate clowns man <laughs> Gah. but yeah man mm. so yeah. uh yeah that's gonna do it for episode one of suspend disbelief uh, Indian, Indian ghost stories. Yeah, thank you for tuning in, listening. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, we hope to keep doing this. This is fun, and then mm-hmm. you know, next episode we're gonna talk about something else. What are we gonna talk about, Orin? What are we gonna talk? What about? are we gonna talk what about? We, we didn't discuss about? this. Um, actually, we're gonna discuss Bigfoot in the Bigfoot. next episode. Right, yeah, we yeah. got some Bigfoot stories. I personally, uh, no, I guess not personally, but I've heard some stories. Okay. 
from firsthand accounts uh, of yeah Bigfoot stories. That's so right. I would love to share them and uh, some Bigfoot lore and our culture. And maybe even some recent Bigfoot news. Yeah, recent so. Bigfoot news. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, right. stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. This yeah, has been episode one of Suspend Disbelief.